Hi and welcome to the Spirals of Life podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Yara, and I'm a spiritual feminist, a space holder for the dark and the taboo, leading a quiet revolution to erode patriarchy from the inside out. On this podcast, I share musings, reflections, and conversations on anything I believe will support you walk the spirals of your life with more ease, confidence, and trust in yourself, staying curious about this big journey called life. I'm aware that everything I say comes through the lens of a white, cisgendered, able-bodied, and privileged woman, and I still hope that it will spark a remembrance in you, remembering the power and wisdom already stored in your bones. Hi and welcome everyone to this episode uh, that today is going to be all about journaling with the inner critic and we are going to talk about the inner critic and what exactly it is or how we perceive it in a moment but I guess you all know these inner critical voices, critical thoughts running through your head that tell you to keep pushing, that you are not enough, that you should do better, all this BS that the critic is telling us. And if you are a woman or a, per a, pe a person who bleeds, then there are two distinct phases in your cycle that where you are more prone to experiencing this criticism from the inner critic or the critical thoughts. And um, in case you do, you have a menstrual cycle, that would be the time pre-ovulation and the time post-ovulation. So this inner spring and inner autumn phase. And if you don't have a menstrual cycle, for any reason um you cycle with the moon and then it would be either the waning uh, the waxing moon phase or the waning moon phase where the critical thoughts might show up more than in other phases which is because in inner spring we are very connected to our inner child to this innocence and playfulness and especially if we have uh, had traumatic experiences during our childhood um, then a lot can come up during that phase. And again, during the inner autumn phase, it's our truth speaking time. So all these areas where we might not be aligned with our truth right now and live our truth, um, they might show up just to remind us, hey, there is something that isn't working for you. So please have a look at this. And because journaling has been a big support in my own life through my own dark night of the soul. And um, I use it quite often, especially when these thoughts kick in. Uh, I have invited a friend and journaling expert, Roshni Rose today, who will uh, support us and guide us through uh, some exercises she has devised in how we can get in touch with this inner critic and maybe even start befriending the inner critic. Uh, so welcome, Roshni. Good to have you here. And if you would like to present yourself and introduce yourself to the listeners and watchers. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I'm Roshni and 
I've been a lifelong journal keeper and I now run uh, workshops and courses to support people to integrate journaling into their own lives as a tool for personal development, for um, supporting the creative process and also for finding ways of managing the different areas of their life. So yeah, using journaling in, in many ways. I'm also a mother and that's been a, a very big part of my journey in the last 15 years. Wow. Yes. So you have devised a way to get in touch with your inner critic and to support others doing the same. Um, what would you say? What is the inner critic? How does it show up? How does it affect us just so that we have a, um, yeah, a sense of what this is all about? Yeah, it's um, it's a good question, and I won't say that I have a definitive answer because I think it's uh, well, the inner critic shows up differently for every individual based on you know their personality, their life experiences, and um, there's some theories from the world of psychology as to what the inner critic is. Um, there's a thought that it is somehow um, an aggregation of all the negative messages or, or kind of um, limiting beliefs that we've taken on from different people in our lives, perhaps figures of authority. And there's also the idea that the inner critic has evolved from um, a more primordial uh, aspect of the brain that is needed to keep us safe needed um, to keep us yeah, safe in our family and community environments. And, and so, but, but because of our, what I think, you know, because of the complexities of our modern mind, the inner critic has kind of often gets out of control. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's here to keep me safe, but it's giving me all these messages that I'm not enough or um, I'm, you know, the things I do are not, to a high enough standard, it wants me to stand out, but it doesn't want me to be noticed. You know, it's all, it's become mm -hmm. so complex and there's so many layers to it that, um, you know, psychology aside, I think it's really about finding ways that work for each of us to manage our relationship with those critical mm -hmm. thoughts. And yeah, to to find the tools that that really support us to, to find a balance where we can take the helpful side of those thoughts because they can often have a grounding in constructive, you know, um, wisdom, but to work with them in a way that is going to be supportive and not um, a means of self-sabotage, which can often be the result if the critical voices Get, gain too much traction you know and are given too much time in the driver's seat mm. and I love that you stress that it is a relationship it's about as you say managing the relationship because everything in life boils down to relationships the relationship to our body the relationship to time 
the relationship to other people, the relationship to self and to these inner critical voices. Very true. And um, I just want to, to add something um, because I personally, I have heard of the inner critic as a, as a concept and it's, as you say, an amalgamation of different thoughts and negative messages or criticizing, judging messages. And I personally have taken by now more to the approach of looking at the thoughts. And that's why I usually call it my inner critical thoughts. Um, because for me, this means I, I have like, oh, it's just a thought. It's not something that's mean in itself. It wants to protect me. This thought has kept me alive to this day. But it's not serving me to be fulfilled and happy as I want to be and design my life in a way that I feel called to. And so when I think about thoughts, I know that while I cannot change every thought that's popping into my head, when I realize a thought popping into my head, I can say, oh, that's not a, a thought I want to think. Let me consciously for a moment think a different thought. <laughs> um and this is not to say or to dismiss this um, concept of the inner critic because different people uh, have different ways of dealing with this uh, and, and everybody experiences it and some need to call it the inner critic and others might just find it more helpful to think about, okay, how can I manage these thoughts? That's why I wanted to present this a different aspect and I, I think there might be many many more ways of dealing with this inner criticism <laughs> that we have taken on from childhood uh, so I'm really glad that you pointed that out yeah I think there are multiple ways to look at it and even one person might in a moment be in such a place that they can see that's a thought you know they have enough perspective and clarity to see okay that's a thought I don't need to go with it. I can choose a different pathway of thinking in this moment. Um, I also have seen in myself how when I'm in a vulnerable place or a place of overwhelm or, um, yeah, often it's related to overwhelm, actually. Those thoughts become so big and so kind of um, aggressive almost that the part of me that might in another moment of feeling more centered be able to dismiss them and not give um, importance to them has been under attack you know and, and before I know it I'm just like drowning in this sort of the critical voices so that's why um, having tools which enable us to impose some objectivity even in times when it might not come so easily um, can be useful, yeah, to yeah, to to work around those moments when we might feel vulnerable or yeah, on the yeah. on the back foot. Yeah. Absolutely. And um even just having this inner critic as a kind of personified concept can be super helpful when you want to start a relationship because you cannot start a relationship with like every thought that's running through your head we have 60,000 thoughts a day uh, but having this inner critic as something you can then start going into a dialogue with and we will touch on that in a little bit uh, can be super helpful 
So yeah, you yeah. have uh, devised a, a way for you and for your clients to uh, start getting or starting this relationship and finding this place of, of objectivity. Would you maybe like to share a little bit about that process? Yeah, so um, today I will share two exercises which mm. I'll go on to describe shortly. Um, and in addition to those, I work with a series of exercises where we use different journaling techniques to develop uh, empathy, essentially, for the inner critic. And we do use it in this sense of uh, personifying the inner critic as, a, as an entity of its own, if you like. I mean, always acknowledging that it's a part of ourselves, but just in mm -hmm. order to yeah, create this sense of relationship. So um, through these exercises, we explore the, the, the story behind the inner critic, like its life story, if you like, and also how you might envision it. And it's interesting how this brings this sense of what can begin as quite an antagonistic, almost fearful um, relationship with the inner critic gets transformed into something much more loving and um, empathic, as I said, and also also brings a lightness and a sense of humour to what can be quite a, a troubling um, relationship that people are having with this, this inner self um, aspect of the self. So, and th those exercises lead up to a journal dialogue that we that we um, write together when I'm when I'm workshopping around this, um, but for the purpose of today, I wanted to offer two kind of preliminary exercises, which focus first actually not on the inner critic itself, but on developing a sense of one's grounded adult self. So, my reason for this is that. Whenever we engage with the inner critic, it really helps to enter into that engagement from a, a grounded, centered place so that you can assert the boundaries that you mm. require, so that you can communicate clearly, um, so that you have a sense of the, well, the sense of, you know, what's okay and what's not okay, but also of the nuances and the, um, you know, the shades of grey when working with the critic because um, our adult self is able to see, you know, the full panorama of the story rather than seeing things very black and white, which the, mm -hmm. the child self is more inclined to do. So the first exercise focuses on imagining, and again, we do this from a kind of um, outside perspective, like imagining what your grounded adult self looks like how it feels to be in her presence how the energy that she res uh, you know generates um the qualities that she embodies and through doing that written kind of portrait we call it so i call it a character sketch it's like you're writing a written portrait of this this character or this persona um you can gain a deeper sense of um yeah, all, all the qualities that, that 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 aspect of yourself represents. And then 
it can be easier to invoke that part of yourself or um or then kind of internalize her for the purposes of going into the second exercise which is about writing what we call an unsent letter so mm-hmm. it's it's a letter form but you know have no intention of sending it but writing a letter to the inner critic from the perspective of your grounded adult self mm-hmm. so considering you know what what is it you would say to the critic from this grounded place based on all your experiences this far up until now with the critic you know how is tell it tell the critic how it's impacted your life how it's holding you back you know how you would like things to be different um what boundaries you'd like to put in place the kind of relationship you'd like to have you know so this is a very different place to communicate from than say when you're in your inner child and you might be reacting to the critic it's actually about really asserting your wishes and and your boundaries you know towards the inner critic and i feel like this this establishes a really um stable ground from which then to continue working with the inner critic and the the unsent letter doesn't allow for a two-way interaction you know it's just mm-hmm. one point of view speaking later on the journal dialogue is when you have the opportunity to speak from both sides and that is really fascinating also mm-hmm. um but as a starting point i i wanted to share these two exercises mm-hmm. yeah yeah really really rich um and if uh, like we will have a separate file where we will record this practice so you can actually journal along and do this practice when your inner critic shows up if you want to receive that you can reach out to roshni or to me and we will happily send it to you um and this these two exercises are so to speak the foundation to entering into a dialogue which Roshni facilitates in regular workshops where it's all about journaling with the inner critic. And you will have an one workshop coming up soon after this episode is released, I guess. Yes, that's right. I do have a workshop coming up. It's scheduled for the 19th of February. And I will... I run this workshop on a regular basis, so there'll be opportunities to to enroll in the future as well if if this month doesn't work out. And yeah, it's a, I call it a journal date with the inner critic. So um, it's yeah, it's about getting intimate with this character in a way that hopefully leaves you feeling much lighter and more empowered. I actually had um, a recent participant said that she literally was giggling to herself in the process, which was really surprising to her that she could, having come in feeling quite anxious, you know, about this interaction, Mm -hmm. she actually left laughing. So that was a really Mm -hmm. great um, bit of feedback. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Yeah, so much is possible in a date. And it's like a relationship it's something that you cultivate over time so it's good to have a fixed date and do that over and over and over again so yeah um i will definitely link to where people can sign up for that 
Uh, for right now, would you like to maybe just talk us through how these two journaling exercises would go? And then people can, if they want to have the the uh, journal along um, practice, they can reach out to us. Sure, yeah. So for the first exercise, I well, with most of the journaling exercises I facilitate, actually, I usually invite the participant to to close their eyes or you know go inside for a while and and do a kind of entrance meditation to get in touch with the topic and and focus you know um withdraw from the, the distractions outside so in the entrance meditation for the first exercise after some breathing i would simply invite you to Imagine either in a visual sense or a felt sense this grounded adult self and imagine what she looks like, um, her physical appearance, you know, the expression on her face, her posture, um, yeah, how she moves, how she interacts with the world and then to focus on her emotional sphere, let's say, so how she um well how how you feel in the presence of her energy so the emotions mm -hmm. that she brings up in you um and also the the energetic field so just really just becoming more and more familiar with this this aspect of yourself this grounded adult everything that she represents and the impact that she has on you when you're around her so whatever comes up you know just allow those feelings images words to to flow freely and then take some time i usually suggest for this exercise seven minutes so set a timer so you don't have to think about it and um just write like a, a written portrait of this aspect of yourself this grounded adult so we call this as i said a character sketch so just describing anything that came up about this, this persona and anything that comes up in the process of writing. And at the end of writing, I usually invite the participants to read back through what they've written and write a short reflection, you know, about the impression that the writing has left on them or, or the experience of writing it. So a statement like, when I read this, I feel or I understand or I notice or I'm surprised by some kind of short reflection statement. And then for the second exercise, again, you can do a short entrance meditation to first ground yourself in this adult self. So really feeling all those qualities that you recognized in her or acknowledged that are part of that part of yourself to really just feel yourself embodying those. So feeling yourself grounding in that adult self. And once you feel established in that and you feel ready to, you can then write a letter to your inner critic. So again, inside the entrance meditation, you're, you might imagine your inner critic in some shape or form or, or whatever, whatever form it presents itself to you in that moment. And just start thinking about what it is you'd like to communicate to the inner critic as I've referred to before, you know, 
how it's impacted you, um, what you'd like to be different, the boundaries you'd like to set and so on. Knowing that you can write anything you want and there will be no repercussions, no um, no negative feedback. You know, it's just a one-way communication. And then you can set a timer again if you want to. I usually suggest 10 minutes for this and write your letter to the inner critic from your grounded adult self expressing anything and everything that you want to say in that moment and it's an exercise you can come back to at any time you know at any point if you feel like you've got feelings you want to vent or there's been a an incident where the inner critic has got very activated and you want to kind of re recalibrate you know the boundaries or you know communicate something you can always come back to these well the, the unsent letter exercise whenever it serves you yeah yeah that sounds so powerful and i'm excited for everyone watching listening right now to start diving into this into befriending their inner critic Uh, I hope this is going to be a valuable resource for you. As I shared, the practice itself, we will provide that in a separate file so you can journal along. Um, so thank you, Roshni, so much for bringing this powerful exercise to us today. Thanks, Lisa. Uh, and yeah, see each other in your next workshop. Yeah. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. Thanks for listening. If what I shared was helpful, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review or share it with a friend who really needs to hear this today. And if there's any topic you'd like me to explore in the future, feel free to get in touch. Did you know that I write weekly personal letters to help you journey your cycle with greater awareness? The death and rebirth process women go through every month prepares us for the more challenging transitions in life. And if you want to be supported, subscribe to my soul mail. Speak soon.